Hello and welcome to Juggling Podcast number... 58. Uh, my name is Luke Burridge. Normally you say, and next to me is sitting Paula Brentler. Okay, next to me is sitting... Paula Brentler. And we're back in Berlin after our long trip away for the summer, which was a pretty cool trip away, wasn't it, Paula? It was great. It was great. And of course, we had a really cool um, EJC. And that's pretty much what we're going to wrap up. We've got some cool interviews, or one interview with two people, which we'll get to in a, in a few minutes, some of the performers from the, uh, the gala show. But first of all, Paula and I just want to wrap up our EJC experience, isn't that right? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything else. I mean, we've got some good email feedback, but I think I'll save that until the next podcast and, and go over a bit more feedback in the yeah, next Yeah, this podcast. will just be an EJC podcast. Yeah. But also, if you haven't already, go onto YouTube, type in Where the Hell is Polar and check out the video because that's the best thing to do if you haven't yet seen the EJC site and seen the thousands of people who are there and, and sort of got a feel for what the convention was like. I really do recommend that. Yeah. Yep. 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 Anyway, so let's do it then. Uh, we'll just take a, a, a like the, the classic format, sort of some highs and lows and some goals and stuff like that. So first of all, Paul, do you want to share your high or shall I share my high? You share your high. Well, for me, my high, I think, was, of course, wanting to uh, organize the open stages and, and host them as well. So pretty much like the, the three, I mean, three highs for me were the Monday night open stage, the Tuesday night <laughs> open stage, and the Wednesday night open stage where Luke Wilson, Polar, and then I were hosting the shows and, and individually we were organizing them backstage as well. Just how smoothly they run and also for my uh, hosting of the show on the on the Thursday night it was really great to when quite a few people like performers other performers came up to me and said I really like your style of hosting shows and of course I like that when I get it back from anyone but when it's people who I actually really respect as comedians and show hosts themselves and as jugglers and the performers for them to say that to me that's that's a real high point uh, I have another one but Polar go for it another high from you no no say the other one. Oh. Of course, getting the world record, like I think I mentioned oh, yeah. that on the last time, getting the 19 balls was pretty high. And there was a few other things as well. For example, one thing was playing combat in the gym because I didn't do any juggling at the, this convention except pretty much learning how to do clubs while on a, a snake board, the two-wheel snake board that I got, the juggling that I did, did with Ben Beaver for the, uh, for the world record attempt, and then combat. And it was a lot of combat. And once I joined this group, and I thought, I'll keep track of how many games I win. I think you told that story last Did time. I do that? Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it was just really cool to, 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 to keep track of that and, and, and to have a really good winning streak on one night. It's like when I'm not expecting to do well and then I do well. Like last night, I was playing set, uh, a German board game. No, like a card game against some Germans. And normally... If I play any kind of game like that against Germans, they kick my ass and I won two games in a row and I only played two games and I was like, I'll stop now, you know, because it, it feels good to get that sort of like, oh, I didn't expect this, but uh, I'm quite cool at that. You finished now with yes, how yes. cool you yes, are? Yes, I am. And I'll share some other highlights of the convention uh, in a bit, which don't concern <laughs> me. <laughs> Go, Polar. Go, Polar. Um, my high was as well, like that whole show organizing stuff. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed that because I had the possibility to do every job that you possibly could do um, on, behind or wherever stage. Beside the stage. Beside <laughs> the stage. I tried everything. I tried to do a stage hand and um, to host a show, to be stage manager. So it was really interesting because... It, it makes it a lot easier as well to, to be on stage now because I know what the different jobs are and how I easiest can tell them what they have to do. Good and stuff. I think that's, that's really interesting and cool. I mean, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah, cool. 
And Another high. I heard something about um, at the end of the last podcast. You mentioned something like stage diving, and you never actually oh, elaborated yeah. that story oh, yeah, at yeah. all. Oh yeah, yeah. last night we went to the bartender, and my parents were there for for the weekend to to just experience an EJC or a convention. And I said, if any convention, then go to the EJC in Germany. It will be well organized, and you have all the possibilities to see. So we went to the party and... This was on the Saturday night. This was on the last night of the, the convention. The last night, yeah. And Jörg and me, like a friend from Berlin, and me, we did stage diving for the first time ever. And it's just a great feeling. It's so fantastic. It's Stage diving is great, yeah? Pony? It's cool, yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? Any other highlights from the convention? Just how, how nice the people were. That's not a highlight. That's it a, a was a general. highlight for me. Oh, okay. It was, was a it? highlight that whenever you needed a volunteer, you got a volunteer. Whenever you needed help, someone helped you. And that can be a high. Cool stuff. Don't you think so? Yeah, definitely. It was real teamwork there. Yeah. And whenever you needed something, you could just ask for it. Yeah. Another another high for me was, of course, just the, the shows. I mean, we only saw a few shows, but of course, seeing the acts in the in the public shows, some of those acts were a real high point, and I was pissing myself laughing at some of them and just in awe of others, which was yeah. really good. Yeah, but it couldn't be a high for me because, like, the show... We, we had so such a big discussion about the I know, show. I know, So it can't be a high for me. I'm just saying some of the acts were highlights for me. You okay. Know? And also the extra art show I really enjoyed, especially the first half because it was a lot of material that we hadn't seen from the extra art guys and the second half of the show was stuff that we had seen before so yeah. i think the first half where it was all new stuff for us i really really enjoyed that too otherwise uh i'm not really sure again i didn't do a whole lot of the i convention. think there's enough highlights i know but i just really want to talk about it. and, oh, and, and also- the highlight for me was that there was a party tent that there was a party going on every night yep cool bands cool djs and a lot of people having fun okay that is good yeah so let's go for a low of the convention. Polly, you go first this time around. Uh, low. Low, low, low. No? No lows? Sure, there were... Uh, I mean... Because to be honest, I don't really have a single low of the convention. I think that's a real cool thing. Cause most there are people... no lows that I want to talk about. Let's put it like that. <laughs> okay, because most, most lows that people talk about, especially when they're talking about line, it's like, okay, I got up in the morning and my tent was really hot and I couldn't do it. It's just like, how... What you knew That's you were going to be terrible. It's yeah, it's like a bane, but it's just like seriously, it's like what are you complaining about? You're going to a camping holiday, and it's going to be hot in the morning. You're going to stay up late at night, and it's going to be hot in the morning. How can you put? How can you complain about the convention when you're like in a tent? I've done that many times, and of course your tent's really hot. But it's like don't moan about it for the fourth year in a row. Of course you can't do it because nobody had that problem in Patui. It's like. Just, just get over it. So I don't think there's any actually thing low about the no, convention. No, not really. About the convention itself. Okay, goal of the convention. What was your goal, Paula? My goal, my main goal was, of course, to have fun. Yep. I did. Yep. Uh, to host a show. Yep. And I did. That wasn't your goal. That was my goal. For you. <laughs> no, it was my plan for a few months now, for half a year maybe, that I will do it. I just weren't sure if I, I, if I just... 
if yeah. you were going to do it or not. If and I, it came down to me just saying, oh, and I've put scheduled you down for hosting a show on Tuesday. And you're like, I'm not really sure I want to do it or not. It's like, so it's too late. I've already put your name down. <laughs> yeah, but I could have said no. I know. you Be honest. I, I, I'm honest about it. But then when it came you down You would to, have been the idiot with putting a name down and yeah, the just, person not doing it. I'd have just hosted the show myself. Yeah. And but, everyone would have said, yeah, but you said someone else would do it. I don't know. Um, but I would have then told that story on the podcast and everyone would have emailed and said, oh, probably you should have done it. Yeah, but I did it. I know, that's cool. So was that your main goal then, or your only goal, or what was uh, that? My main goal. Yeah. And the others were, like, to make cool games. I think and the I think games the people really enjoyed well. it. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it as much as I would have wanted to. What, enjoying the games? It was yeah. just it was just really big. I think we mentioned this in the last podcast. We were Oh, that was a big low for me. What, by the, the games? Way. No, oh. not the games, not the games. Yeah. But how we got to the games, that we had to change place because of the weather and then it would have been a, a possible to do it outside because suddenly the, the sky broke up and the sun came out. But you never know. And we had to do the technical stuff. So we had to do, to make a decision. And that for me was a was a real low. Yeah, that was a bit weird. And then also it was a bit of a low for me because I don't want I didn't want to take over the whole gym because I really don't like it when the games take over the whole gym at a convention. And there we were taking over the whole gym at a convention. And because we were so far away, I mean the the, the closest people in front of us were like really really far away you know well, the there's a, people yeah. taking part in the games yeah and, and so so many people taking part it was just it was just more hard work than just an enjoyable sort of like yeah, but, da, 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 but da, da, the experience. people enjoyed it yeah i mean said. and i enjoyed it in a way but it was like i really had to work at it i know and i didn't hear because you when i was saying funny things i wasn't getting a lot of reaction from the audience but everyone said oh no we're having a great time up there in the bleachers at the you back you know what was the the most annoying thing what's that that later oh no like at the kind of end of the game someone came to me and said oh can you please say something about volunteers again oh no can can you or luke say something about the volunteers again and I said yeah. yeah i'll do it oh no can you please tell luke to do it and i said why oh we can't hear your microphone very well <laughs> and so really I, yeah and was like oh cool thanks for telling me at the end of the game that yeah. you nearly can't hear me i mean we couldn't we couldn't but hear you know anything what i did what's that <laughs> at one point you gave me your microphone and i just changed them <laughs> You swap the microphones out. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's move on to... Oh, yeah, my goal was also to, to, to do the shows and mm -hmm. to do the games. And that was pretty much it. I mean, I really, I really kept my goals down because often I'll go, oh, I want to do a workshop and I may do a workshop. I did do a workshop this time around. Squeeze catches, which was quite cool. I had maybe 50 people there. I didn't give a workshop and I didn't do a workshop. No, nope. I mean, Not I very rarely one. go to workshops at uh, any conventions now. And I normally try to go to one or so. Okay. <laughs> so let's go on to the, the, the crush of the convention. Who Who is the person you really loved at the convention? Uh, I think Matt again. I mean, Matt when Hall. he when he's there, he's normally my crush. I really enjoy seeing him and chatting to him, and yeah, he's just such a such a nice character. That's cool. I think my crush was eh, not so much Matt because I didn't really didn't hang out with him a whole lot. Maybe I think probably uh, Adrian, who who helped me out a lot with my sort of like he he was the one who brought the um, the snakey board off the two wheel snake board oh, yeah. off, and uh, it was good sitting and chatting with him and things. So maybe Adrian, and then for cool. performing wise, probably West Beden, who of who just who just <laughs> turned up at the last minute on one of the open stages, and he was like, "Am I down to perform?" And I was like, "Yeah, you didn't turn up for any technical stuff or anything like that," and he just got on stage and rocked that night. So uh, I think him he wasn't too. that happy with his show. He was. I was happy with the show. I thought I he was, was happy with it. I 
I thought he went down really well. So it went down really well. Yeah. I just say yeah. I think he wasn't yeah. happy with what he did. But it's a two club routine, and it was a really hardcore <laughs> juggling two club routine. You don't see that every day. I mean, I have seen it before. I think, no, maybe not that routine. But anyway, yeah, he was pretty cool. And yeah, Wes is always and cool. and also Ben Beaver as well. Just for just the hanging out and juggling with him and chatting with him about stuff and uh, talking geeky side swaps and all that kind of thing. It's and it's good fun. And my other crush were my parents coming along. Yep. That was really, really cool. That's cool. Because it's very important for me that they that they just experienced that life a bit, you know? Yeah. That we have at a convention. And so my final uh, crush is Matthias uh, for helping out backstage and also Caro for helping out backstage as well. They were just yeah. volunteering as well. They just said, uh, do you need some help? And I was like, yes. And we we're like, cool. And it was great to have a team backstage at the open stages who, who I could just rely on 100%. And it was good. Anyway, Bane. What about me? What about you? Well, of course, you're my you're all you're my hundred percent crush all the time, Polly. But you could say that. Oh, you're my crush at the convention too. Cool. Okay, Bane. Bane. You're also my hundred percent Bane. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyway, you're Bane, Polly. My Bane was the heat <laughs> in the tent. Heat in the tent. Yeah, I had a, a real problem with it. I had that chronic sweating. Chronicle sweating, chronic sweating. What in the big tops? You mean? Yeah. Okay. Because we we were just there the whole day long. Sometimes yep. I didn't see the daylight. Yeah, from, we went in there at like half past three or something, and it was just there. Yeah, or sometimes at twelve or eleven or whatever the first night. Yeah, maybe uh, first day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole day in the tent with no air, no moving, no movement, and. Oh, it was just horrible. I okay. really, really, really didn't enjoy that. Okay. Is that your only bane? And there's me moaning about people saying that the tent was really hot, but I guess it's a different kind of tent really hot. Yes, it is. Okay. My bane, I don't really think I have a bane, except except people... Seriously, okay. If you're having a shower, you should come out of the shower cleaner than you went into the shower. But also that means when you're coming out of the shower, it means that... The, the area that you've been showering has got showered as well. There's water and soap has been running where you've been standing. So, like, when you leave the shower, it should be cleaner than it was left. Let me put it that way. So I think that was my main bane, is that people just leave the showers a bit cleaner, please, next time. Anyway, again, I guess that's something you can't really complain about cause for, the, for the convention, but it's something I didn't have any control over that constantly annoyed me a bit, was going into the shower and going, oh, oh, I can't smell, I can't breathe, and... Because of the smell. Yeah, so that's a, that's a bad thing, I guess, for me. Oh, I didn't notice. I guess I didn't take a shower. Oh, great. Thanks for that, Paula. <laughs> no. We have video evidence of you in the shower, actually. <laughs> so Paula showered at least once during the convention. But I was having like... No, no, I, di- I did take a lot of showers. I was having, especially because I was sweating like an idiot. Yeah, I was having like three showers a day. And also the, 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 the sweating was really bad because I always had a T-shirt that... Because I, I went through quite a few T-shirts and I thought, I've got to like wear the T-shirt more than once because I was running out. And I was thinking, oh, there's only so many T-shirts that I can steal from the games prize pile. So... Uh, well, I was I didn't actually pull it, I'm just joking. So I had this T-shirt that I put took off and that let that there to dry. And of course it had that sort of like white shape on the front and then I put it back disgusting. on and sweated again. And then it had another white shape, of it, shape on the front but slightly bigger or smaller. So in the end it was sort of like layers and then it was sort of like when I was putting on it was going crunch, 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 crunch and I was putting on crunchy T-shirts. And you T-shirts. want to say some people are disgusting? No, I only did this. Is that this. actually what you said? I'm exaggerating a bit but seriously. But no, the thing is I was having three showers a day so I was staying fresh whereas other people... I don't know. 
I just don't know how they make the shower uh, shower smell that much, really. Anyway, finally, I guess, surprise of the convention. Did you have a surprise in this convention, Pola? Go. No. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. Um, my, no, that sounds really bad when I say that now like that. Yeah. Uh, but my surprise was that you can have most fun at a convention when you really help. Like you do a lot of organizing stuff yeah. and a lot of helping I stuff. Had, I had such a, such a good time yep. with the... With the organizing the shows with you and the games and stuff, yeah, and it was a perfect combination of like four days hard work, like from the morning to the to the night, yeah, and another three days just hanging out at a convention site. Yeah, that is and a good thing. Yeah, that for me was a surprise, like how much fun it can be. For me, the surprise was how bad the show host was, but I guess that ties up into a low point as well. Oh, Just, of the of the uh, yeah, gala yeah, show. of the gala show, and also another surprise was how good the crepes were. So I ate a lot of crepes, and <laughs> I, uh, I thought about how to get in the crepes. I know. Well. I'm just saying it's always surprising as well, and also how good some of the organisation was. And it wasn't all good. I mean, there were some things where it was a bit overly organised, um, and other times when it was sort of like things were organised until it was a bit too a bit too set, and you couldn't just get on with stuff and do other things. But generally, it's like so when we're doing the open stages, someone just turns up and said, "Oh, I'm the I'm the food for shows manager." And I'm like, oh great! We didn't even know one of these people existed, and they just turned up at five o'clock every day every with sandwiches day, and drinks. They ask what we want. They ask how we wanted, and when how many we people wanted, want, how many yeah. people we are. They were just, they were kind of a crush as well. Okay, yeah, I guess. The, I mean, all the all the team who helped out with the open stages, I guess, a bit of a crush. So I, th- I think that's it, really. Some a bit about the food and a bit about the organisation, just how well a lot of stuff was organised and how smoothly stuff was. So I think that really pretty much wraps up. Is there anything else you want to say about the EJC, Polar? Mm, no. Oh, okay. I'm glad I had a bike. A bike, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone else who drives there, just strap a bike to the back of your car. It's really, really worth it for the, some of these big convention sites. And I'm really now looking forward to Spain next year. I, I mean, was w- looking forward to that for two years now, yeah. since I know. Because uh, this year we haven't really had our sort of go and swim in the sea holiday like we did last year when we went to Greece, which was we just spent a few hours in the sea every day last year, and we didn't have that this year. So anyway, let's just move on now. We've been going on about 20 minutes, and now we've got a good, like, 20-minute interview now with two a of the... cool interview. A really good interview. I've already sort of, like, edited this and, and put it all together really well now. So what we're going to do is the edited highlights of an interview that we did with two people, uh, Pavel... Three hands, and... <laughs> we, an in-joke there between Pierre and Paul and I. Uh, so, yeah, between... Um, Alexander <laughs> Kulikov and Pavel. Anyway, they'll introduce themselves in a minute once we get into this interview. Here you go. So we are here at the EJC and we've got two very exciting guests with us. First of all, we have uh, Pavel. Hey, Pavel. Hello. And we have Alexander. Hello. Now, I've only said their first names because I'm really not sure about the pronunciation of your full name. So your full name is... Uh, Rujilo. Pavel? Rujilo. And Alexander? Kulakov. Kulakov. I can do Kulakov a bit better, yeah. <laughs> Kulakov is uh, maybe slightly easier. So these guys were, the, um, for me, the highlights of the, uh, of the EJC public show that we just saw this evening. So first of all, Pavel, can you tell us where you are from and where you, uh, where you train, where you learn to juggle? Yeah, originally I'm from Magnitogorsk. It's a small city in Russia. So, and I started juggling when I was seven and my father was teaching me. So, this is my story. 
And uh, you juggle balls mainly, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was small, I was juggling clubs also. But now, from like ten, last 10 years, I'm juggling all, only the balls. And uh, I'm sure people may have seen your uh, video maybe on YouTube or something. I personally know you because you performed at the uh, Cirque du Domaine last year. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like big... Mm, it was... Wait, <laughs> I cannot find the words. It was... Mm, bad and good experience in the one and in both hands I don't know it was like first day I was really bad on the competition and the next day I was alright so but uh, I think you got the prize the Victor Key gave you a prize yeah, this, this was the most uh, how you said pleasure moment in my life that I get the prize from Victor Key yeah, and now we're really close with him yeah, and I'm really happy yeah, me too. Actually, we did it. We did an interview with uh, Victor Key for the for the podcast as well, which was uh, quite. Oh yeah, we're just we're just telling these guys what, what who who else in the show we've done uh, uh, podcast interviews with. So, uh, could you describe your juggling for us? Mm, you saw it all. You saw it right. Yeah, but the people maybe listening here didn't see it. Mm, what kind of things? I don't know. I just tried not concentrate really on the classical tricks like uh, going for many balls or something like this I try to create something new and I um, promise that I will make new act maybe in one or two years and I would like I would love to show it first time maybe on the juggling convention because this is the best audience and uh, they are really honest with you if you are bad they like mm, they will tell you that you are not not enough good and if you are good they will tell you honestly so this is perfect uh, audience I think and also I guess they can appreciate it a bit more than maybe just a normal exactly yeah that's right well that's fantastic uh, so just one last question who are your main influences with juggling do you think yeah, of course Victor Key <laughs> I wanted to say yeah it sounded like that I saw him first time when I was 15 years old so uh, right away after he make uh, Paris Circus Festival he takes silver and I was sitting in front of the TV and I was like nearly crying and asking like why they give him the silver. This is pure gold, you know. And from this moment, uh, he pushed me somehow on some, you know, the way of different way of juggling. So, yeah, for me, he's till now he's the best. Totally. I see that with your juggling and I completely agree and I totally understand that as well. So stick around. I'll ask you a few more questions in a, in a few minutes. Let's talk to Alexander. Alexander, do you have a, a similar story? I started juggling when I was six years old and uh, I think uh, I started juggling because of my father because he is a juggler too. So is he a circus juggler? Yeah, he's a yeah. circus juggler. Yeah. yeah. So I've got a circus family and so <laughs> I went on juggling too. Yeah, did you ever think you would do anything else except be a circus performer? Uh, yes, of course, but uh, I have been dancing for uh, about two years with sport dance, but the juggling had, had it. <laughs> so. so was your dad your trainer too? Yeah, he's my teacher, yeah. Do you think it really helped having a, a coach from a young age? Maybe, maybe perhaps, but I like the teacher that I have. Sorry? I like the teacher that I have. Okay, that's pretty cool. So uh, just tell us uh, a bit about your ring juggling, because that's, uh, of course, what you concentrate on, yeah? Oh, my ring juggling, uh, how to describe it? Uh, I can say that my, that my best number of props is uh, five rings, because there you can do many tricks uh, to create something new, and uh, I like this number of props. I don't like the nine, ten, because somebody in the world can juggle twelve even, but like Anthony Gatto. So I like five rings, and this is my main number of props. So who's your big inspiration? Oh, I have no idol, but uh, I really like Sergei Ignatov because he's like classical juggler and you know, so <laughs> I'm trying to do like him. 
Um, but some people would say maybe you're better than Ignatov at five rings. Do you think so? No, I don't think so because <laughs> because Ignatov is a really great master, and uh, if you've seen his uh, seven ring routine, you know, th this is amazing. Yeah. yeah, seven rings is amazing. Polar. You can't be better than your idol, then you wouldn't have an idol anymore. I mean, you can't be your own idol. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, to be honest, I went to this, this uh, workshop with Sergei Ignatov, and since then my five ring pancakes have been, you know, uh, he was pretty much the person who taught me actually the way to juggle five ring pancakes, and it's uh, a real, real help to actually be taught by a master and to be taught by your idol in that way. So uh, that's cool. So you mainly did five rings in your show this evening. But you, you did you did do some six and seven in the show, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, which was quite cool. I can't remember what I was going to ask you about that. But would you maybe do you think you said five rings is where it's at? But do you think that uh, the, the the six and seven is a good way to finish the show? Because to be honest, this I saw the the first show this evening and you did the six rings and the audience was just like, hmm, okay, and there was no no applause and I was like, wow, that's that's really strange that you managed to do the six rings and the audience was just like. I'm not sure why. I don't know why, but uh, I can tell you that in the next uh, act that yeah. my father will create, I will finish my act with three rings routine. A three ring routine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be a, a big change, I think, for, for a circus juggling. So the act that you do at the moment, is that, was that also created by your father? Uh, not all, but we're working together, so he yeah. gave me the idea and I tried to find some ways to do it. Yeah. Could you tell us about the music that you use for your act? Because it's it, for us uh, in Europe, and especially in Germany, that kind of uh, style of music is a, is a very interesting choice, a very strange choice. So what is the music that you juggle to in your show? Uh, this is the music, uh, the sound of uh, Charles Aznavour. Uh, something like that in French. Yeah. So this is Charles Aznavour, and we created uh, this act like an uh, illustration for this music and trying to sing with my rings. And it works perfectly. I think the, 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 the juggling and the movement and everything goes perfectly with the music. And that's what I think makes the, uh, the act really special, actually, this, this, this strange kind of music. Uh, anything else, Paula, that you want to ask before we get on to the, like, uh, the meat of the topic? I'd just like to know if you ever performed with your dad. No, I've never performed with my dad, no. Because we're different. Uh, he juggles with big uh, metal rings and I juggle with little plastic rings, so... I think uh, it's impossible, <laughs> maybe. So, Pavel, did you ever perform with your dad? Yeah, yeah, I was doing this. I was like 10 years old when I was going first time on stage. And, yeah, it was with my father. Did he have a ball juggling routine uh, that you joined in with? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we do passing also, a lot of different passing with the balls. And, yeah, he created the new technique, actually, how you can juggle 10 balls like this, crossing. Yeah, yeah and then we do 14 also. And it's possible to do 18 if the both jugglers do nine balls. So it's possible to do 18 balls. Did you ever do 18 balls? No, never. Oh, that's good actually, because me and a friend were doing 18 balls last night here in the gym. Not not big balls like yours. We were juggling uh, small bean bags. And Luke has it on video. Yeah, yeah. It's well, as far as we, as far as we know, this is 18 balls. But it's only it's only 18 catches of 18 balls, sort of like the flash. But it's not like a long run. Yeah, no, I do. We both. I do ten balls. It's sort of like two nine-ball patterns straight, like straight. Yeah, it's like a, a half shower either way. I'll show you on video. It's uh, it's it's. It's so cool to see such a fantastic juggler like Pavel being really impressed. <laughs> I know, I'm really impressed as well. So tell you, let's let's concentrate a bit about the props. Pavel, we'll get into you in a second. Could you describe what you actually juggle? These uh, the the rings that you juggle. 
this is the simple rings uh, with uh, two colors, red and white. And uh, during my act, I'm changing the colors, so <laughs> that's yeah. why. No, I, I understand that, but it's, uh, what, what kind of rings do you actually juggle? Are these Mr. Babash? Yeah, Mr. Um, Babash, yeah. And how do you actually make the color-changing ring part of it? Uh, I catch it inside and change the color. <laughs> no, I mean, how do you I mean, explain the actual construction of the ring? Uh, I just glued the paper, <laughs> the red paper on the ring and cut it around. <laughs> So it's just a sticky back yeah, paper. Yeah, it's sticky paper. Yeah. Oh well, that's uh, that's quite cool. That's what I do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's uh, it's just I guess that's the way to do it. Because I was wondering because uh, I just saw at the uh, at the play juggling stall they actually have molded two color rings. So I was wondering, would you be interested in in trying some out like that? No, uh, I don't like the <laughs> these rings because uh, they're a bit heavier than uh, my rings and uh, mm, uh, yeah, and it's wider. Yeah, the word. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wider and so. I just like Mr. Bobesh. <laughs> oh, okay. Homemade rings. <laughs> the sorry? Yeah, homemade rings. Yeah, homemade rings are pretty cool. And Pavel, what balls do you use? Because they they look quite they're big and impressive. So are they heavy, or what, what kind of balls do you would you call them? No, the weight is 100 grams, and I put the I don't know in German it's sand. No, 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 it's sand. It's like a okay, sand. Yeah. So it's yeah. Victor Key used the same balls. Yeah, actually, I guess we call them. Yeah, we call them Russian balls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was just making sure that is actually what you were, were juggling. So it's 100 gram, and you do nine of them on stage. Can you just say a little bit about your technique with nine balls? Because it's like an interesting start. Ah, the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just one strange guy, not juggler, in uh, Russia. M- maybe it was like seven years ago when I start first time juggling nine he showed me like you can start i was thinking how to start nine and then he showed me this and then i just take it you know yeah it's interesting because you have what do you do you, you have four in each hand no four in each hand on one on your foot three and both hands and then i juggle on top on this three so it's nine and then i just throw them up just throw them up yeah and just throw them up yeah. so uh, at the end of your show of course you manage to do it on the third you manage to do your nine balls on the third attempt is this choreographed like the big like circus finish getting on the third attempt or did you actually need three attempts I was really wondering because Polo was like oh no it's definitely choreographed like that he's a Russian juggler it has to be choreographed on the third attempt and I, was, I wasn't so sure uh, you saw the first show when I do from the third attempt no no it was not on purpose no <laughs> it was just because I don't know the hands are wet and the balls are, balls are slip you know, yeah. only that's why. Actually, for the jugglers, I would like to do it from the first attempt, but for the audience on the show, of course, always it's working better if you do it from the third. Uh, t- wait a second, wait a second. Let's, you, you answer this in a different way and we'll edit in. You say, yes, I did it on the third attempt on purpose. Go. No. <laughs> oh, I want you to make it look good. Don't be too honest. <laughs> Okay, let's quickly go on now to talking a bit about uh, your your training. Of course, you started off training with your, uh, both of you training with your father. Have you ever gone to any circus school and uh, what kind of training regime do you have there? Uh, Alexander? No, I have never been to circus school. Uh, Everything uh, I can do taught my father me, so I just uh, juggling with him. (laughs) And with the dancing as well, or did you get dance training as well? No, uh, the dancing was at school, so I danced there, but with the juggling or with my father. Okay, that's interesting. And Pavel, is it the same with you? Yeah, we, we have kind of the same story, you know. <laughs> it's the same. I've never been in circus school, and I, everything I get, I get from my father. Wow, that's quite impressive. Paula? Yeah, I'd like to know how many hours do you train a day? Okay, to uh, Alexander again. Uh, as average, about eight hours. Wow. Yeah, but uh, my own record is uh, 14 hours. <laughs> how, how can you still juggle rings after 14 hours? What are your hands like? 
uh, the hands like uh, like the normal hands of a jaguar uh, without nails <laughs> absolutely so the hand shaking <laughs> maybe sometimes so your hands are shaking but you still keep training yeah yeah <laughs> wow that's dedication yeah, I heard after 14 hours it's difficult to put your sugar into the coffee <laughs> yeah you're right yeah that's right and uh, I informed myself before the interview. Who are you talking to? <laughs> can't remember, to be honest. Oh, was it Wes? Yeah, it was Wes. Okay, Wes. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Wes Peden, yeah. Or Thomas Dietz. Could have been. So, Pavel, again, what's your, what's your average and then what's your record of training uh, per day with, with your juggling ball routine? Yeah, when I was practicing with my father, maybe I was juggling, but not like Alexander. I'm not so crazy. Maybe maximum like nine hours it was. It was in my life, but not more. And normally I'm juggling like two three hours a day and that's enough for you to to keep your your like your five ball routine and stuff solid it's just to enough to keep but if i want to create something new then i must rehearse like five hours a day at least yeah i actually have the same experience as well i mean normally i juggle around about two and a half hours i wouldn't say every day but most days at home but yeah when it's at home <laughs> yeah when we're at home uh, we have a juggling studio at home which is really handy but when we're actually yeah when i'm creating something new it's like it can be like five hours straight six hours straight just just continually working on something so how do you practice do you just run through your routine or are you like what's your style of practicing alexander uh, for the first, I do my whole working routine on the stage uh, with the cold hands, and then I get to warm up. I'm so starting to do the tricks one by one. So to do about 100 throws, and then go to another trick, and so on. <laughs> when you do your cold run with cold hands, I mean, is that just is that so you know that you're confident with your routine? Yes, and. Uh, uh, if there will be a situation that uh, I will have no time to get warm up, it yeah. will be okay. <laughs> yeah. So it shows me what is go what is good or what is bad <laughs> with my with my juggling. And then you say you you run through you say a uh, hundred catches of each pattern. Is that what you say? Yeah, yeah, with, the, with which pattern? Yeah. Uh, but then, of course, you don't perform a hundred catches. But is that so you know that it's it's completely solid yeah. for your routine? Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, sometimes I could do a record. So my pancakes uh, with the five rings is nine hundred and fifty catches from both hands. Wow, that's uh, uh, eight hundred and uh, eight hundred and forty-eight more than my record, <laughs> <laughs> which is uh, really cool. And your w the other skills that you are doing is is what's that? Wasn't it about pancakes? Yeah, you said five ring pancakes, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The pan That's an amazing record. That is an amazing... I got, no, I got my, I think my record with pancakes, five ring pancakes, is about 102 or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, 800, 950 and 102 sort of puts things in perspective there, I think. Um, but no, I mean, that's, that's amazing. And um, what, are the, uh, what are the other kind of uh, records that you have with your skills? Like, you do a, a five-ring contortion. I mean, how long did it take you to work on the, you know, the behind-the-back five rings? For about half an year, I think, yeah. uh, to, to create this trick, to make it solid, then I could uh, perform it on the stage. But every day, about 100 throws, I can do there. <laughs> I should do there to perform it. And it, I guess it, that, with that trick, it's not your arms that get tired first. Maybe it's your sort of your your back and your and your legs leaning over. Mm, uh, <laughs> I think uh, many many muscles of your body tired there yeah. because <laughs> it. Uh, the position is not uh, comfortable for your body and so your hands are behind the back so it's <laughs> it's really hard yeah. so do you do some other training as well like um, how do you call it fitness training yeah fitness training or something uh, fitness training yeah morning exercises yeah every day yeah because without it i can't live <laughs> 
Yeah, if you're training eight hours a day, you've got to be fit. What, do you, what kind of fitness training do you do? Like swimming or jogging or what kind of thing? Mm, at home, uh, like, uh, mm, yeah, with weights, so some kinds of another exercises, yeah. you know. Yeah, gymnastics, so. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And, and Pavel? A little bit about your sort of, like the kind of training that you do. You say you only do two hours or two and a half hours a day or something like that. Is that purely just on your, on your skills in your routine or do you work on other things too? Uh, it's always different. It uh, depends on my mood, you know. <laughs> so I came normally, yeah, I just do all the routine with three, five and seven, then nine. And then after maybe I juggling just one hour for, for my soul, you know, for my heart for your soul that's pretty cool and uh, what other kind of things are you working on or what other kind of juggling skills that you work on which aren't in your act what other kind of tricks are your favorite tricks at the moment uh, it's not I, I cannot call this tricks you know I like the I don't know how you can call the tricks if you do it like this you know uh, like movement yeah 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 more movement and more like uh, how you say it невероятные какие-то I don't know how you say it it's like small routines it's yeah, like, yeah, it's like routines which are created by yourself Uh, unique unique tricks this I like most so uh, just again for the two of you is you see yourself being jugglers for your career you do yes of course <laughs> I mean that's what they are doing I understand that but for me I always think it's amazing that you I mean you're I mean you're both young guys how old are you like Alexander 18 and Pavel 27 27 what what was that <laughs> something in Russian there or something <laughs> I said that uh, he's quite old. <laughs> I'm 27, and and Pola is 28. Oh. oh, not quite old at all. It's good to say when you're 18, you know. <laughs> But no, I'm just wondering because, like, I see some uh, some jugglers say, like uh, Chris Cremo, he has a he has a routine, and he's now 50, 50 something like that. Exciting now! I will go to watch him in Tiger Palace in uh, Frankfurt. That's cool, but his routine—he's—he can still do it just as well because he's not doing the—he's not doing like high numbers. But then uh, someone like Sergey Ignatov—we saw him a few years ago—and he's having to tone down his juggling. So you, both of you are doing juggling. I mean, how how long do you think you can? Uh, get, oh, he's only eight, you're only 18, so maybe you don't think about don't it. No, I'm just things like that. No, I'm just saying that your your style of juggling is very energy intensive, and uh, I was just saying, will you will you get tired of that of that kind of juggling? Do you think? I can tell of that about two, three times daily, but I think maybe in 20 years, maybe 30 years, I don't know. So, well, that's uh, looking forward. And Pavel, you think you're going to stick with this kind of juggling? Mm, with which kind? Well, with your sort of like uh, your flowing kind of like sexy man on stage kind of. No, no, I um, uh, definitely will change the character. <laughs> yeah, of course. It uh, depends of your age. You always have to find character for your age so yeah that, that is uh, actually very true you it's for me it's one of the worst things to do is see some uh, see a, a classic circus performer still doing the same movements as though they're as though they're 20 and you're like you're not 20 <laughs> 18 or anything so yeah <laughs> Pola you got a question no I'm fine now really so yeah, oh I have the questions that I wanted to ask yeah finally um just is there anything else you want to tell people we have maybe maybe a, a few thousand people will listen to this uh, podcast how many uh, is there anything you want to say to these people who are going to uh, listen to it like a final thought uh I want to say to all the jugglers do always think twice before you begin to juggle <laughs> say again <laughs> do always think twice before you begin to juggle think twice before you begin to juggle <laughs> why would you say that then because it's really hard <laughs> 
So, but uh, it's interesting and it's, it's like a narcotic, yeah, <laughs> for, yeah. for all of the for the most of the Europe, I think. Yeah. How I can see from this convention. <laughs> well, thank you, Alexander and Pavel. One final thing for all of the people listening. Yeah, I just uh, once that all people come who's juggling coming every year to this kind of convention because I myself first time here, and I'm really, really, I don't know, I, I don't even can find the word impress and all this kind of stuff, you know. So all the jugglers come here on convention, then you can be better and better for sure. Yeah, and the final thing, what's, the f what's your favorite thing that you've done at the convention or seen at the convention? What's the highlight of the EJC for you guys, Pavel? You mean uh, the person who I'm most impressed from? The oh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, person a person, yeah, a person that you've been most impressed with and the, the favorite moment of, you know, the favorite thing that you've done or the favorite thing that you've seen. The favorite moment is, of course, when we stay all the jugglers in the line in the finale and then all people stand up. This is the best moment, of course. And the best person that you've seen? Uh, for me, I like the most Wes Peden. And Alexander? Uh, for me, uh, two persons, Wes Peden and Thomas Dietz. And the most impressive was the uh, fir first time I came here to this gym and saw a lot of jugglers. <laughs> Because it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, 2,000 jugglers all having fun in a one room at the same time. Yeah, and everybody juggling something. <laughs> so I have never seen so many jugglers before anywhere. Well, thank you very much, Pavel and Alexander. Um, yeah, my choice would be Wes as well, I think. So uh, thank Mine you. Too. Mine too. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're big fans of Wes on the podcast here. So, uh, well, thank you very much for your interview. Thank you, guys. And thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> So that was it. That was the interview. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that one. Paula, did you I enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Yes, because Paula was actually listening to this one as we recorded I, it. I was there. I, I asked questions. I know, but it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, email us. Luke at juggler.net is the best way to get in contact with us here. Check out the Facebook group and stuff like that. Leave messages there. It's really handy. Uh, check out the YouTube videos that we're putting up now. I'm going to be putting up in probably in the next one or two days a video of my act at the Berlin Juggling Convention. Anything else, any news that you want to share, Paula? No, I just want to share world peace. World peace? Yeah. Okay. And come along to Paula's art gallery opening this Saturday at 8 o'clock. Yeah, at 5 o'clock. Oh, 5 o'clock, is it? I hope you will be in time. Oh, okay. I'll be there at 5 o'clock as well. I just presumed and 8 o'clock for some reason. Oh, yeah. 26. 26. Two, two days, days time. Yeah. No. One day, tomorrow. Yes, because it's after midnight now. It's, yeah, and it's we'll five have a past big midnight dinner now. with all our friends here tomorrow. So it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, so check out for the new videos and um, see you next time. Mm -hmm.